And now, the starting lineup for your Blue Notes podcast, Tom Franklin and the man called Wags. Hello and welcome to Blue Notes. I am one half of your Blue Notes team, Tom Franklin, joined by my teammates, the man called Wags. And we are your home for St. Louis Blues coverage on the Hockey Podcast Network. And that includes expert analysis, whether it's at Enterprise Center. When you're fighting for spots for the playoffs, one or two points could make the difference. And we'll be looking back at games like tonight here at Enterprise Center as lost opportunities. Or at home. Penalties, that was a big, big piece. You know, you're wearing down some of your best players because they're out on the, the ice for so many penalty kill opportunities. Just a complete breakdown. Blues first round pick, Jake Neighbors. Braden Chan texted me and then uh, the head coach, Craig Rube, reached out as well and um, Ryan O'Reilly as well. And then um, the next day on day two of the draft, uh, Tarasenko FaceTimed me. So uh, that was pretty cool. So. <laughs> and we're the only hockey podcast in the Hockey Podcast Network to have a Hawaiian hockey correspondent. The Hawaii Blues fan, Guy Bensing. In true Dan Kelly fashion, Dan Kelly says, F you, Keaton. I know who's the starting pitcher for game four of the World Series. You damn well know who the starting goalie is for game four of the NHL season. And then walked away. And we have a musician, too. Not only is he responsible for this fat beat you're listening to right now, but he has also performed absolute works of art. And it seems to me you played the game with a candle to your rear. Never wanting to leave the eyes when the pain set in. So check out Blue Notes wherever you get your podcasts from. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. I'm Tom Franklin reminding you to not be a chump, listen to Blue Notes, and always play to the whistle. A reminder that you can follow Blue Notes on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Blue Notes Pod. I'm the voice of the blues, Tom Calhoun. Welcome to New York. Devil's State, State of, of Mind, Mind podcast. podcast, brought to brought you by, to the, you hockey by the Hockey Podcast, podcast. Now, here's now here's your host, your host Neil Villapiano. Woo! What is going on, Devils fans? It is once again your boy, Neil Villapiano, and welcome to another edition of the Devil's state of mind podcast right here on the hockey podcast network the best place as always to get the most up-to-date news and topics going on about your new jersey devils thank you guys as always for checking out these episodes i really really do appreciate them make sure to continue to like and subscribe to this wherever you listen to podcasts as well as all of the other great podcasts we have on the hockey podcast network follow us 
on Twitter at Devil State, Instagram at Devil State of Mind, and follow our Facebook page. You can interact with me on all of those, and you can stay up to date with the new episodes that we post every Monday and Thursday. Today, ladies and gentlemen, is an episode that I did not expect to make, especially this early in the season, less than 10 games into the year, because unfortunately, a few days ago, the Devils were dealt with a handful of bad news coming off their back-to-back matinee games against the Buffalo Sabres. And, you know, it was something that we were all really dreading. And you could tell by the tone of my voice, I'm not really that happy to talk about it because... I was hoping that the Devils would kind of avoid this in one way or another, but obviously with it, we're still dealing with COVID-19, nobody's really safe uh, from this. A lot of us get very, very lucky and we're very fortunate, you know, some of us at least, that we haven't been able to subject ourselves to this, but uh, we, we got a lot of news that we have to talk about and kind of go from there. So without further ado, as I always say, let's drop the puck. So we'll start basically, we're going to go in chronological order of the news that we got, and then we're just going to kind of go over it basically. We're going to talk about the pros and cons and and everything that that has gone on over the last 48, nearly 72 hours. On Monday afternoon, which was actually February 1st, so you guys were listening to episode 16, which I basically discussed the the games against the Buffalo Sabres as well as the second game against the Philadelphia Flyers. That was an action-packed episode. And if you haven't heard that one yet, go check that out as well. But on Monday afternoon, Kevin Weeks of the NHL Network, who is a very, very reliable source, he actually broke the news that the Devils had hired Lindy Ruff as their head coach way back this this past offseason, and he was right on the money. He also is a former New Jersey Devils goaltender as well, and he's still very much involved with the New Jersey Devils here and there as part of their alumni association, which is great. But he tweeted out on Twitter, basically, that given to some COVID cases within their group, the New Jersey Devils game on Tuesday versus the Penguins is now postponed for a later date. So that was the first, you know, uh uh-oh situation that, wow, this is really starting to become an issue. Because if you remember, you know, we had our first COVID situation was a couple weeks ago with Mackenzie Blackwood prior to the first of the two games against the New York Islanders. And for a while, he was pretty much the only one that was on there, other than obviously Sammy Votnin, who at that time had yet to come over to the United States. He was still looking to get a work visa. Aaron Dell, who had to quarantine after traveling across the border from Canada to New Jersey. And Nico Heischer, because he's still recovering from a, I I guess you want to call it a a foot injury. That's what I'm going to go off of a foot injury that he's been dealing with since the off season. So, but, but really that was the first, you know, case that we really experienced, but luckily at that time it was nothing serious. Then you go to the day before the devils are supposed to travel up to Buffalo to play the two games in a row against the Buffalo Sabres. We got word that Travis Zajac was going to be put on the COVID-19 list. So there was another player the devils had to put on that list and not have for these two games. And then after the first game against Buffalo, pretty much like maybe 15, 20 minutes before the end of warmups, the Devils announced that Kyle Palmieri was going to be put on the COVID-19 list. Now, as we all know, the Devils went on to win 5-3 to in the second game. And we're basically going to be going to Pittsburgh 
on a high note, now, for those of you that are listening to this that are from the East Coast, the Northeast, the New England area, you obviously know what we've been dealing with weather-wise with the massive snowstorm. And there was actually some cause for concern for the Penguins who were actually in New York taking on the Rangers that they may be delayed because of the snowstorm and having trouble getting to Pittsburgh. I was also curious to know what would happen with the Devils traveling to Buffalo. But from what I heard, they were able to get there very safely and with no problems. But then we got this news that apparently now the Devils were in a COVID-19 outbreak. And look, they are not the first team that has dealt with this. If you remember, beginning of the season, the Dallas Stars had to postpone their start to the year because of a massive COVID-19 outbreak. Other teams like Vegas and Columbus and Colorado right now, and also the Minnesota Wild, who has something like 12 or 13, you know, I, I don't know if it's positive tests, but 12 or 13 players put on the list. You know, we all knew that this was going to be an issue because, again, this is not a bubble. Everybody's traveling, even if it's just regional. And even if the players are restricted very, very much, it's still going to happen. And now with new variants out there and having to pretty much double mass now, we have to be even more careful than we were before. And that's really kind of the difficulty. But this was just also a reality that we knew at some point was going to happen. And we know the Vegas Golden Knights earlier, basically about two weeks ago, you know, had had their entire coaching staff, you know, test positive for the virus, or at least were put on the COVID-19 list. So they're still dealing with that, and they're still trying to get back on the ice. And so, we again, we knew this was coming, but I think when you're a fan of, of your team, you always hope that maybe you're one of the teams that can kind of avoid it. And there's a handful of teams that have, luckily, knock on wood, have avoided this situation. And you know, so, you know, early in the season, I looked at it and I thought to myself, you know, yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised the Devils are, are doing well. They have a lot of guys that are very, very responsible. But even if you're super responsible and super careful because of how crazy this virus is, there, there's still just a very big possibility that these type of things could happen. And, and that's what we've dealt with here. Then going back to the order of news that we got, the NHL later, later on that day, about two hours after Kevin Weeks tweeted that, came out with a statement announcing that due to additional players being added to the COVID list, which they actually ended up determining there were four new players added to the list, the next three games for the Devils would be postponed, which means no Devils versus Penguins on Tuesday, no Devils versus Penguins on Thursday when this episode would be out, and then no Devils game at home against the Rangers on Saturday. So that pretty much said, shows that the next three games are not happening. And they said the earliest that the Devils could probably be back and getting ready to play again would be next Monday, February 8th. So this episode you're listening to and the next one are pretty much not going to be game recaps because there are no games to cover. So this will be very similar to what you guys were hearing me when we were talking about, you know, during the offseason, you know, just with nothing to necessarily. Well, we had stuff to look forward to, but this is obviously a little bit more of a concern. Then that same day, the Devils announced the following players were added to the COVID-19 list. Pavel Zaka, Andreas Janssen, Yanni Kokkonen, and Michael McLeod. And what really sucks about, especially Janssen, Kokkonen, and McLeod, is that those guys really started to get going offensively in those two games against Buffalo. Andreas Janssen with goals in back-to-back games. Yanni Kwokinen got his first National Hockey League goal. Michael McLeod had a two-goal game, his first two-goal game of his NHL career 
in the victory over Buffalo on Sunday. And also, the day I'm recording this, which is Wednesday, February 3rd, it is his birthday. So happy birthday to Michael McLeod. But for those guys who really started to come on and really started to get themselves going, it's just a tough break. It's like, oh, well, you, you, had, a, you had a couple of nice games. This is what you get for that. You get, you get to be put on the list. Now, let me be clear once again, because I've explained this before, and I'll say it again. Just because these players were put on the list does not mean that they have the virus. It means that they were probably in contact with somebody who tested positive for the virus. I explained, I think, two episodes ago that there are a multitude of different reasons. Also, it could be false positives as well. But, you know, with everything going on, you don't want to take any risks. So they had to put these guys on the list and, you know, hopefully they continue to test negative so we can get back to playing hockey. So obviously, this is a very frustrating situation. The Devils also announced there was some there was a silver lining to all this, that the first player that was put on this list, Mackenzie Blackwood, was taken off the COVID-19 list. So that's good. That means that most likely by the time we get back to the Devils being on the ice, I think Mackenzie Blackwood would be the starting netminer. So there's some good news there. And look, Scott Wedgwood has been okay at best. You know, you had Eric Comrie, who got his first win in, in basically three years on Sunday. Maybe he's given himself an opportunity to be the second or third string goaltender. You have Aaron Dell, who could be coming soon. And I wanted to talk about, you know, the positives that you can take away from this very frustrating and unfortunate news as well. But the NHL announced the very next day, which was on Tuesday, February 2nd, that even more players on the Devils were put on the COVID-19 list. And here is the list of players that are on the COVID-19 list as of right now. You have Jesper Bratt, Connor Carrick, who, by the way, I found out that the reason he was put on the list was because he went to go see the birth of his first child. So congratulations to the Carricks on their on their child and that, that is a wonderful news but he was put on the list Aaron Dell has already been on there because he's still quarantining at you know, after traveling from Toronto to New Jersey Jack Hughes which is kind of like a you got to be kidding me situation Andreas Janssen Yanni Kwokin and Michael McLeod who we already knew Kyle Palmieri same thing Damon Severson Ty Smith Matt Tennyson Sammy Votnin Pavel Zaka and Travis Zajac. So obviously, if you look at this situation, it's very, very unfortunate because, I mean, shoot, that's a handful, if not the majority of your impact players right there that are put on this list. Again, I'll repeat myself till I'm blue in the face, but again, there is also the possibility that some of these guys could be coming off the list very, very soon. Actually, Puck Report or at Puck Report NHL on Instagram and also Twitter he put out earlier today in yellow some of the players that were taken off of the list, you know, guys that, you know, were no longer needed to be on the list. Nikita Gusev was on there earlier, you know, like Igor Sharangovich, and that was pretty much it. But the other guys that I just mentioned are the guys that are still on the list as of right now. And then we got some more news, which was not great, and it's a little bit embarrassing when you look at the situation. John Vogel, who's a reporter said that the Buffalo Sabres were furious after finding out about the Devils' COVID outbreak. They think the National Hockey League didn't provide enough info. And I was talking to my good buddy, 
Sean Harrington, who is the host of Talking Ice NJD on YouTube. So please go check that out. Please like and subscribe to that. He does, uh, you know, very similar to what I do. He does, you know, post-game recaps. He breaks out, you know, breaking news, basically. Just go check him out because he is a passionate Devils fan, passionate Devils reporter. Please go check it out. I would really greatly appreciate that from the bottom of my heart if you do that. But I was talking to him about this via, you know, direct message on Twitter when we were seeing the news coming out. And we both kind of came to the conclusion that really the NHL and the New Jersey Devils are both to blame for this situation. And I don't want any Devils fan out there to immediately go like, oh, no, it's totally the NHL. Well, let's look at it this way. Here are the possibilities to how we got to that point and why the Sabres felt that way. Number one is that the Devils may have done a very poor job of telling the NHL what was going on. Maybe they didn't tell them anything to the last minute. The NHL, on their side, they could, they maybe just decided not to tell the Sabres and were hoping that maybe it wasn't anything bad. Maybe the NHL got their things mixed up and they were very, very vague as to what was going on. But the Sabres are pissed off because they said, if we had known that we shouldn't have played the two games against the Devils this past weekend. And unfortunately, two impact players on the Buffalo Sabres as of right now are on the COVID-19 list. Former New Jersey Devil and 2018 Most Valuable Player Taylor Hall and also very talented defenseman Rasmus Rasmus Ristolainen were both put on the COVID list for Buffalo. They had four players, they're down to two. So obviously with those two guys being out, that's very, very frustrating. And also the Sabres game, I believe yesterday, I believe that was the game, yeah, it was yesterday. They were supposed to play the New York Islanders. That game got postponed. And at first, a lot of us thought it had something to do with, you know, the weather outside, you know, with the massive snowstorm. But it turned out to be, you know, COVID-19 tracing. I think the Sabres and the NHL want to make sure that it's really not that bad in Buffalo and that everybody's safe like everybody is. And the NHL did announce, like I mentioned before, that the Devils will be on pause until Monday, February 8th at the earliest. That's not a guarantee that they could be ready to go by that. It could very well, you know, linger on if things do not improve. But hopefully, with still a handful of days until then, things can improve. And a lot of these guys got to test negative, you know, on their tests for the next couple of days before we could get there. But with everything that we've gotten, I wanted to share some positive news from all this and some of the things that could be good for the Devils kind of, you know, taking a break, so to speak, from the season, which is still less than 10 games old. And you think about we're playing a 52 game season and we still have a long, long way to go before the season ends. But yeah, obviously it's a frustrating time right now for us Devils fans and hockey fans in general. I remember yesterday, which was Tuesday, I was sitting there and it was about 7.30. I looked at the clock and I said, you know, right now I'd be sitting here live tweeting, watching the Devils game against the Penguins and, you know, everything like that. And unfortunately, that's just not the case. And the same thing's going to be tomorrow. I don't have a Devils game to look forward to. Saturday, same boat. At least right now, those are the three games that we know are not happening now will be postponed. So it's not like they're not going to happen. They're just going to happen at a later date. The Vegas Golden Knights had the same situation. They were supposed to play back-to-back games against the San Jose Sharks, and those games got moved to a later date. So the NHL is probably going to figure it out. I think that what they're going to do is probably wait it out, see when the Devils can get back to actually playing, 
and then go from there when it comes to figuring out where those games should go. And it's difficult because if you think about it, a lot of, there isn't that many days where teams get a chance to rest and, you know, get ready for the next game, like in a normal season, they maybe have one, maybe two games, uh, two days where they don't have a game. And you also have to figure out when's a good time to have practice and things like that. Look, we already knew this was going to be a challenging season that we already knew that. So adding this on is not that much of a surprise. It's an unfortunate situation. And again, the player's health is without a doubt the most important thing in this situation, because we don't want to see these guys go out there and sacrifice themselves to, you know, just play hockey for our entertainment when they could very well get the virus and have major problems. Cause we don't know, you know, I think of somebody like, here's an example. I think of Max Domi of the Columbus blue jackets. He has diabetes. And, you know, when you think about, you know, there, you know, people, doctors and, and health professionals saying out there, you know, people with illnesses and difficulties like that, you know, they're a lot more of a high risk and people were worried that that Max Domi wasn't going to be well playing in the bubble. And he did a very good job, but you know, this is a little bit different because it's a little, it's a lot more open. You're traveling, you're flying, you're riding buses, taking trains, maybe, I don't know, but it's just, you you still don't know. And and it's a very nerve wracking time. But then you also look at this and I know I was going to say, I wanted to bring up the positives, but I kind of wanted to mention these other things before I say this, but you look at the NHL situation. And I remember a couple of weeks ago, Gary Bettman was on some sort of podcast or webinar or something like that. And he said that there were a handful of owners that are going to lose billions of dollars from this season because of the fact that there's no fans and it's a 52 game season and everything like that. But the owners almost unanimously agreed to play the season because they wanted to do it for the fans. Now, as a fan, I respect that wholeheartedly, but as somebody who's also being realistic and trying to be fair, it's a very bad decision. And look, you could say what you wanted to say to me that, oh, well, you're a Devils fan. And look, the Devils are not, you know, one of the top teams in the NHL. They're not chasing for a, you know, Stanley Cup. So, you know, of course you want to say that because you'd rather it be a legit season and blah, 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 and all that. Like, no, I don't care because I look at it this way. If I was a Tampa Bay Lightning fan, right, or a Boston Bruin fan, or a fan of any of the teams that has championship aspirations this year, I would probably feel the same way, that the people's health and the players' health is more important than really anything else. And if financially it makes more sense for the NHL to still be on pause and to not play a season to save itself for the future, then okay. And I said this before in an earlier podcast episode a couple weeks ago, that the NHL is going to look a lot different in the next couple of years because of this season. I'm not going to sit here and say that, uh, you know, I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just trying to be realistic with you guys. I'm trying to explain that there are a lot of things. I feel like there's more negative than positive to this season actually happening in general. And, you know, we're going to continue to have COVID outbreaks. We're going to continue to have these problems as the season goes along. And everybody knows in the back of their mind that this is not a legit season, that whoever wins the Stanley Cup, I'm not saying they're going to get an asterisk next to their name. They're not. But we all just look at it and say, you know, hey, even if you had the 52 games and then you had the Stanley Cup playoffs, that's still maybe a, it's still not, you know, the same amount, same equivalent to playing an 82 game season. And I know that we're trying to get 
back to normal. But ladies and gentlemen, things are going to look a lot different on the other side of this virus. And I'm not just talking about hockey. I'm talking about from a society standpoint. I mean, we already have a bunch of new things going on. We're in a new year, 2021. You know, we're into February. We're already, we've already completed the first month of, you know, 2021. And a lot of the problems that we were dealing with in 2020, which everybody considers to be the worst year in, in the history of the world, th there's still problems here in this next year. And that was the thing that was frustrating that a lot of people felt like that all, that for some reason they felt that once 2021 comes along, all the world's problems will be gone. There's still a lot of work to do here. Yeah, we do have, we, we have a, you know, a bunch of vaccines coming out, but is everybody going to be vaccinated in the next six months? Maybe, maybe not. I doubt it. You know, I know that uh, President Joe Biden said that he wants to get, I think, at least three quarters of the United States vaccinated by the summer. It will take somewhat of a miracle for that to actually happen. And, you know, whether you want to say the vaccine is rushed or, you know, you're not going to take it, you are going to take it. Like, I'm not here for that. You know, your opinion is your opinion. Your you are allowed to make whatever decisions you want to make. And I'm not going to stop you no matter what I feel about it. But I will look at this whole situation and say, we have to think about things from a long-term perspective and realize the impact that they have. I mean, we're already seeing sports teams and sports in general have to become super creative with how we do things, you know, with money and how we promote the game differently because of this vaccine, excuse me, because of this virus. And that's the thing you have to understand. And again, the NHL is no different than any other league. And people say, well, look at the NBA. They're doing fine. Yeah, they're doing okay. But guess what? The owners are still losing a crap load of money every single day. And the NHL is not like the NBA, okay? I've said it before. Look, the most money that usually NHL player can make in a contract is getting something like $10, $11 million per year, which is like a, almost like a mid-level exception in the NBA. It's like nothing. But that's just because the money is different in hockey than it is in basketball, than it is in football, than it is in baseball. I mean, this is just, this is just reality of the entire situation. So to kind of wrap this whole little thing, this little portion here, and this is, I don't know if you would call it a rant, but it's just me speaking my opinion. I still believe that the NHL is making the wrong decision to actually have this season. A lot of people I've talked talk to have just said, look, I mean, you know, we're happy the hockey's back, but at the same time, it just doesn't feel, you know, it doesn't feel great because we're still at home watching these games and we're nowhere closer for most of us. We're nowhere closer to getting fans back in there where we could actually see it and watch these games. And, you know, guys are getting put on the COVID list and it's a difficult situation. I mean, look at the Capitals. The Capitals had several of their main guys, Alexander Ovechkin, Evgeny Kuznetsov. They've had a bunch of guys put on the list now have come off, but, you know, have been put on the list, you know, Samsonov as well. It's, it's just a whole, th it's just a whole mess. And like I mentioned before, Minnesota today, crap load of cases, Dallas earlier, Vegas is still dealing with stuff. I mean, I've seen sports teams take like a two, three week hiatus because of this. I remember, I think it was Michigan State University, uh, their basketball team, their men's basketball team. They hadn't played. They, they had their first game back after being gone for like 20 days because of an outbreak in Michigan. You know, they looked really bad and lethargic because they missed games that long. Now, I'm not saying the Devils are going to be out that long, okay? I'm not saying that. 
But I'm saying that there's always that possibility depending on the situation. COVID-19 in many ways is different no matter where you are in the country and no matter where you are in the world. It's just how you're handling it and how it's spreading in your you know, certain area. That's the, that's the difficulty. So really with the Devils, it's, a, it's an unfortunate situation. It really is. But let's get to the good, let's get to the good, I guess, reasons as to why this is happening. Because I like to be also optimistic and you know, look at the bright side of things. And here's and here's some good things that can come from this, you know, this break, I guess you want to say. First of all, Mackenzie Blackwood's already off the list. So there's a really good chance that he could be starting the very next game the Devils play which is going to be a relief to us because we finally get our number one goaltender back. But you look at Sammy Botnin, who prior to the, I think, no, I remember it was um, in the middle of the second game against the Sabres, Erica Walker announced that Botnin was indeed in New Jersey and began his quarantine. So even though obviously it's not like, you know, he's going to be right back on the ice with the Devils when they come back, at least, you know, from the fact that it's February 8th, you never know. It could be longer. Hopefully it's not. But this gives Botnin time to quarantine without missing any games. So in a way, he's in the same position as the rest of the team is right now. And you also have a guy like Aaron Dell, who probably in the next couple of days is going to be taken off the COVID list because of his quarantine, which is great. Because then all of a sudden we go from having two goaltenders to now we have four. And then we have a situation where we can now start to mix it up and get, you know, get our team a little bit healthier, you know, in, in the net, which is a really, really important thing. And then I look at this, look at Nico Hishier. He's still progressing. We still don't have really a timetable as to when he's going to be back and he's going to be ready to go. But just like Botnin, just like Aaron Dell, just like Blackwood, as you know, just like everybody else, you're not, you, you can recover and you're not missing any games. So that gives you a chance to come back sooner in a way because you're still going to be able to play the majority of the games. And then I also look at it this way. After you look at the fact that Devils have played eight, nine games so far this year, the coaching staff can evaluate their players and they can start to make changes if they need to, to improve the team moving forward. And I said it on Twitter that I think this Devils team is going to look a lot different in a multitude of different ways when they come back, whenever that is. Again, we're all hoping that it's February 8th on Monday. We're hoping that that's going to be the case. But if it isn't, you know, then we just got to accept that and move forward. Like everything else, you got to adapt to change and you got to move forward from there. And I know, speaking as a fan, this is obviously a very frustrating situation. But also remember that just, you know, just like us, the players, the coaches, the organization itself are also frustrated because they don't want to be in this position. They want to be playing. They wanted to play last night. They want to play tomorrow. They want to play on Saturday. Like it's like, it's not like they don't. And you know, again, look, just because a lot of these guys are on the list doesn't mean that they have COVID. It could very well change tomorrow, the next day. For all we know, everybody could be off the list by the time we get to February 8th. It's a very, it's a, it's a possibility. It's a possibility that this could happen. So I think what everybody needs to do, this is my advice to anybody listening to this, to this episode, listen to this podcast, be optimistic, but also be realistic. Understand that, you know, there's always, you know, hope 
there's always, not necessarily miracles, but there's always situations where things could really just start going the devil's way. But also understand that this virus is alive and well in many different ways with new variants. It's a very difficult thing. And the devils are going to do everything they can to make sure they can get back on the ice when it's safe. They're not just going to try to jump back in and, and rush things. They're going to make sure it's safe. So if this means we got to wait a little bit longer than we would like, you just got to stay patient and understand that it's going to be worth it when they come back because you'll know that they're healthy and that they can play and everything's okay. Because that's the important thing at the end of the day, as I've mentioned before. It's that That's really the number one thing. But again, the bottom line with this is that it's a very unfortunate situation that the Devils are in. I cannot tell you when the Devils will no longer, you know, their players will be on this list. I cannot tell you when most likely the next game they'll play in. I could not tell you when these other games are going to be rescheduled and where they're going to be moving to. I don't know. But I will end it by saying once again, you can be optimistic, but be realistic. But you never know. You know, in 2021, we've already gotten a handful of good news. So maybe, the, you know, maybe we'll start getting more good news and we can move from there. So let's see what happens. But fortunately, the New Jersey Devils are certainly running with the Rona. What's going on, Devils fans? It's your host, Neil Villapiano. Thank you so much for checking out this edition of the Devil's State of Mind podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network, the best place to get the most up-to-date news about your New Jersey Devils. If you want to check out more of the podcast, here's what you do. You go wherever you listen to podcasts, so that could be Spotify, that could be iTunes, that could be Google Podcasts. You know, where, wherever you listen to podcasts, you go and you search Devil's State of Mind and you will find the new episodes that we post every week on both Mondays and Thursdays. Please also go check out the Hockey Podcast Network as a whole. We have podcasts for all the teams in the NHL as well as other great hockey podcasts. So just like with Devil's State of Mind, just search Hockey Podcast Network and you can see all the podcasts that we have on this great network. You can follow the Devil's State of Mind on social media. You can follow us on Twitter at Devil's State, and you can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Devil's State of Mind. Make sure to also follow the Hockey Podcast Network on all social media platforms. Just search at H-O-C-K-E-Y, Hockey, P-O-D, Pod, N-E-T, Net. You want to listen to more of my voice? Go like and subscribe to the Mofobo Network Sports Podcast, where I talk about all things going on in the wide world of sports. New episodes go out every Monday and Thursday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, go like and subscribe to the Mofobo Network Sports Presents channel on YouTube, where just like the podcast, I talk about different topics that are going on in the world of sports as well. New videos go out every single Tuesday on YouTube. So it's spelled M-O-F-O-B-O Network Presents, and you will find it. Again, new videos out every Tuesday. You can stay up to date with all the new episodes and videos by following me on my personal Twitter at T-H-E-N-V-P-S-H-O-W, my personal Instagram at N-V-P-Q-B-11, and also Mofobo Network on Facebook. And last, but certainly not least, go check out both my books on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble right now. The first is J-E-T-S, Pain, Pain, Pain. 
the agony and the ecstasy, nah, no ecstasy of being a Jets fan. This book is about all the pain and suffering of being a New York Jets fan. So from all the painful moves, painful games, painful player decisions, painful ownership decisions, you know, where, you know, anything we could think of, it's in this book. So this is really for the Jets fan. So if you're a Jets fan, a football fan, if you know some one of those, or if you just want to support me, go check out that book. The other book that I just published recently is titled Meet the Mets Mess, the R-E-G-R-E-T-S of New York Town. This one is all about the regrets of being a Mets fan. And even through world championships in 1969 and 1986, there was so much regret between those years, between those years, as well as the years following 1986. Both of these books are available for both hardcover and ebook for the price of 1969. So if you're a Jets fan or a Mets fan, or by some chance you're both, you probably guessed why I chose that price. So again, please go check out both of those books. The first one, J-E-T-S, Pain, 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 The Pain and Suffering of Being a New York Jets Fan, and also Meet the Mets Mess, the R-E-G-R-E-T-S of New York Town. So once again, thank you guys so much for checking out this edition of the Devil's State of Mind podcast. My name is Neil Villapiano, and we will see you in the next episode. Everyone continue to be the amazing people that you are, you know, every single day, you know, always remember to just be yourself and continue to kick absolute butt. And one last thing, rock on. Woo!